This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Current president, because earlier this morning, Biden made a surprise visit to Kiev. <laughs> Boom. There you go. I assume it was only a surprise to us <laughs> and not to the Ukrainians. Incoming, it appears Russia is attacking Kiev with very slow-moving White Walker. Okay, no, 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 false alarm. We have subdued him with butterscotch. <laughs> Stephen Colbert, ageist and uh, cultural appropriation, all in a matter of 15 seconds. And you're not supposed to imitate somebody else's accents, right? I thought that was cultural appropriation. And then the age jokes from a progressive, no less. Stephen Colbert there. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Welcome into the show. I am Brandon Rather. There's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. John Marsh is here. Yes, sir. Brian Howlsworth and producer Hannah. What up? Uh, Want to welcome into the show. It's kind of interesting. So a few minutes ago, we were talking about our our guest coming in. He's here now. His name is John Combest, and I've been familiar with the dude for a lot of years now because uh, he has this. And let me ask you, John: Is it? Do you get mad when I compare it to like the Drudge Report, but it's for? people in Missouri. It's it's quite flattering to hear that. Yeah, and it's okay. absolutely modeled after the Drudge Report. All right, it's a blatant ripoff. Absolutely. But it's Missouri. That's what makes it different. For sure, yep. So if you're interested, like, in the Missouri politics, a lot of heavy slant yep. on there, it's johncombest.com. But I was getting excited because there's a lot of people here. The radio station over the years, whether it's callers or guests, and I've been here for coming up on eight years, there's a lot of people I talk to I've never met in person. And so... <laughs> On the rare occasion, I'm like, oh, I, I get to finally meet this guy in person. And Hannah says I was maybe man crushing a little bit. And I'm like, no, that's not. I'm just excited. You just you have a tendency to develop these man crushes, so I was just <laughs> checking. Well, I consider I consider it quite flattering. And I mentioned too. I mentioned this to Steph last night. The last time that I was in Mid Missouri was about a year and a half ago, and I came to Jefferson City for the memorial service for our friend Steve Walsh. And I heard Brandon speak, and Brandon and I hadn't met until today. And uh, I just want, I wanted to begin by saying that was my introduction to you of hearing you. And I knew Steve since 2002, and you did him right by your remarks. People don't post memorial services online, but I wish it was online, and I wish people could, could hear what you said about our friend Steve. Man, I remember that because I, I don't like public speaking. Uh, and I'd never done it at a funeral before, but I thought, okay, I've got some notes and got up there and, uh, what do they say? Speak from the yeah. heart and got more, way more emotional than I ever, uh, man, it was, uh, well, thank but you. But I wanted to begin with that because it was, it was moving and I know Steve meant a lot to so many of us. So yeah. you did him right that day. Steve Walsh, matter of fact, Hannah, and this kind of gets us into our topic. One of the, Hannah got nailed on social media. Uh, so follow me. Of course, he used to be married to uh, uh, former state representative Sarah Walsh. Right. He worked for Hartzler for a long time. Uh, and people said some nasty things Absolutely. about the dude when he died. Is it related to COVID? Producer Hannah uh, went on to, I think it was Twitter and said something? Yeah. I was pretty disgusted that folks were commenting on Sarah's post announcing the death of her husband. All these horrible things about him being an anti-vaxxer mm -hmm. and not taking the COVID shot and essentially saying good riddance. And that didn't sit right with me. <laughs> and right. I put up a tweet, you know, talking about how I thought that was disgusting. And 
people came out of the woodwork to come tell me I was wrong. And Hannah, I saw that, and, and I'll mention too, so the book is called Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, and it's a guide to recovering <laughs> and rebuilding after online attacks. And I want to tell you that although the, the case studies in the book are fictional, uh, and they're not based on, on anyone that anyone here in the room knows, in chapter two, we talk about a woman who is an elected official um, whose spouse dies of, of COVID-related illness and what she endures with social media trolling, people essentially dancing on a grave just to be mean for political purposes. Um, so I was, I was writing the book. I began writing the book in April of 2021. So I was well into the book before Steve passed and before Sarah dealt with this. And one of the things that we talk about in the book is, you know, folks that come to your aid, there's people in the world like Hannah, and then there's people that I call the milk toast majority, who are your very passive friends who just kind of let stuff slide, who don't reach out to you. How do you address the milk toast majority? And how do you address the people who are attacking you? These are the things we cover in the book. So, and by the way, this just now occurred to me. You know how, like in Washington D.C., anytime they come up with a law, they got it's got it. They've got to word it just right so it comes up with a cute acronym. Maybe I'm the last one to the party here, Steph. But I'm just now getting this. John Combest in studio uh, website, JohnCombest.com, aggregate of Missouri News. But if this were a law in D.C., watch it. Stalking, <laughs> harassment, internet trolling. It's an acronym. A guide to recovering and rebuilding after online attacks. So the Hannah instance, what, I don't know if you offer advice or guidance. Yeah, but for sure. Somebody says some horrible stuff and Hannah, uh, like, what's your guidance there? Well, so for, for each of these cases that we go through in the book, we look at what is good advice that folks get from people who care about them and then what, what some bad advice. So some of the bad advice that we get um, when we're enduring an online attack is number one, people say, just delete your social media. Well, if you're, if you're someone who relies on social media as your main point of contact with your friends, uh, even more than text messages or phone calls, if you rely on Facebook or Instagram, if you delete your social media or you, or you swear off of it, you're isolating yourself. And that's one of the worst things you can do when you're under attack. Another thing that, another bad recommendation that people give is, well, just create another uh, anonymous account. Just fight fire with fire. So pretty soon you're creating your own anonymous Twitter. Hannah could have gone out and created her own anonymous Twitter to fight back to people. And then all of a sudden you're carrying that with you. You're trying to keep your multiple accounts straight. Um, and we talked about this a little bit before we went on air. But so much of what we talk about, there's so many great companies out there that, that advertise on stations like this one and other stations that talk about defending reputation and improving your search engine results. What happens to the person that was attacked, the small business owner, the elected official, the activist, after the search engine results are optimized, what happens to the person? What happens in their heart? What happens in their head? We keep looking for external solutions like Google search results. We're looking for an external solution to an internal problem. So what you're saying is if something bad on the internet is out there about me, I can pay someone to go clear that up. That's exactly right. But I'm still experiencing the trauma or maybe the isolation of having that event happen to me and that SEO cleanup 
doesn't help me in my day-to-day life. You're exactly right. And one of the one of the other things that we hear a lot, and look, I'm a Gen X guy. I'm 45 years old. I grew up in the era of, you know, rub some dirt on it and sticks and stones <laughs> may, break my, may break my bones, right? But and I, I think you can hold both of these both of these thoughts. I think you could say that we as a society need to toughen up and not be so offended if somebody's mean to us on the internet. And at the same time, acknowledge that those attacks piss us off that they hurt, they affect the same fight or flight mechanism. When Hannah saw that written about her friend, I bet her heart rate accelerated, her pupils dilated. If somebody posted pictures of your kids in a blog post attacking you, you would get that fight or flight mechanism and want to strike back right away. How about that? Our guest is John Combest. Check out his website, johncombest.com. It's like a mid-Missouri, a Missouri drudge. It's an aggregate of Missouri news. He's also uh, got a book, fascinating stuff. Stalk, now I'm not going to be able to say it without laughing because I'm <laughs> 16 years old sometimes. Stalking, harassment, internet trolling, a guide to recovering and rebuilding after online attacks. He's joining us this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. John, what about those attacks that start as just online stuff? And we think about the ones with celebrities like the Kardashians and the Jenners and Justin Bieber that actually go to physical confrontations and people getting hurt or even killed. Yeah. And, you know, so I I, I should have probably prefaced all of this with the idea of if you feel like your, you know, your health is in danger or your your family is in danger, obviously contact your local authorities. And and I I talk about that throughout the book as well. Um, It's really, you know, as you mentioned, it's a challenge for people whose entire currency is based on their social media metrics and their internet value and their clicks. I mean, talk about a double-edged sword. You want as much publicity as you can possibly get, but along with that comes a percentage of people who will will like you for, or will dislike you for no reason. Does that, and I don't want to be critical here, but mm-hmm. those people that, well, they said this about me on social media, mm-hmm. or, or people, oh, they must not like me, is that? I don't know, it, I can, it speaks maybe to the person's uh, self worth, absolutely a little bit. And you know, one of the things that I'm that I'm most proud of the book is is underscoring. This was originally part of. Uh, there's a process called the Sedona method, which I talk about in the book. But the idea is, if you look at an online attack, exactly what you're talking about, Brandon, of. When we see one tweet that really makes us mad, we think about does it does it affect our need for approval, our need for control, or our need for security? So we want all three of those things. And when we post a cute picture on Instagram or we post from, you know, Cole County Lincoln days where local celebrities were last night, we like when we look at any kind of a tweet that attacks us, we have to break it down in terms of are we really are we really craving approval here? Are we craving control of what people will say about us? And do we need the security? Do we say we don't want to say anything that might get us fired? Um, so those are, those are three main cravings that we have that, that social media feeds upon. And in fact, our trolls will attack our need for approval, control, and security. That's how they get us. Yeah, in reading your book, uh, the you know I I think we have to check ourselves. Especially in some of those things, I was like, yeah, I'm sure I've gone to social media and posted something, you know, as a result of one of those three things. And I think I can be like more aware of that in mm-hmm. the future. 
Uh, and But also, I mean, the thing that really struck me in reading your book, I think a lot of people are familiar with many of the articles that you write for the Missouri Times, and it's witty and funny, and um, I, I appreciate it. I, I like the WWE references, since my son <laughs> is a big WWE person, but like, I know you had an article about, you know, how to earn an election silver medal, and things to quit in 2023, and the fig leafing thing, that was hilarious, people are still doing that. I agree with you that they should not do it, I think they should throw up the peace sign. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, so really witty, but, you know, none of that in this yeah. book, really serious, uh, you know, well-researched. I appreciated the Sedona method and some of the other, you, you point people to other references. So can you talk about, yeah. you know, the differences in writing styles and, you know, how you came to write this book? Yeah, and, you know, after I've done the website for 21 years every day, and I've been blessed to have, you know, our, our mutual friend Scott Fawn at the Missouri Times. Uh, I'm blessed to have him publish my, my columns on occasion. And I like to, I like to joke about a lot of stuff and poke fun at political personalities, but I wanted to write a book on this topic with zero punchlines. The book is 121 pages and zero punchlines. Because if you're going through internet harassment or attacks right now and you feel your family's under attack and you're under attack, the punchlines can wait till later. Um, and I wanted to give people actionable steps to take right now. There's really nothing funny about online attacks and harassment. Can you hang out with us for a Absolutely. while? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Stephanie wants to do the morning bell. We're going to talk All about right. business news uh, with a little twist that only Stephanie Bell can give you. Uh, off the text, somebody says, can you please spell John's last name? It's Combest C. O-M-B-E-S-T, John, uh, John Combest. Um, and through your website, can we get the book? Or you can we... find a link there. And if you go to Amazon, you just look for my last name, Combest. Or if you could look up online attacks or online harassment, you'll find it on Amazon. And you're cool to hang for a while. Coffee, Absolutely. water. I came here for you beer. guys. Need a beer. <laughs> Not <Saturday>. today. <laughs> right. uh, coming up, Morning Bell, Business News, Old Twist. Only Stephanie can get you. What do you have for us, Steph? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Business News with a little twist only Stephanie Bell can give you. Well, we've heard about the four-day school week, which I really don't like, but I think a lot of Missouri school districts have been going too. And now we're hearing more about the four-day work week. And I'm thinking, of course, you're hearing about the four-day work week because if my kid can't go to school one day, then guess what? <laughs> I can't go to work. I'm going to need that extra day off to stay home and babysit the kid now. Right. Uh, but this is not why we're hearing about it. Uh, they've been testing the four-day work week uh, in places like the UK. Uh, a huge, I think they said about three thousand workers 61 big companies said yeah we're going to test the four-day work week and it's not that your business is closed one day it's that your employees are do some people are doing like monday through thursday and other people are doing tuesday through friday so your, your business is still technically open the normal work week but they're saying you know can you get the work done in four days and people are saying actually yeah i think we can and so they're saying overall the productivity uh about 90 percent people uh people were happy with the work and said they you know, plan to continue it or at least experiment with it. And 18 of the company of the 60 companies said we want to make it permanent and said, you know, it makes workers more happy, that kind of thing. And as an employer myself, I'm thinking and as an employee, I'm thinking, you know, yeah, we all have those errands we have to run. You got to get your dog groomed, you got to go to the doctor, you got to take the kid to the orthodontist, all of that. And, you know, is it would it be worth it to instead of trying to squeeze one thing in a day that you just like stack one day with all of your all of your junk that's outside of work? And as an employer, wouldn't I rather that behavior because then I'm getting four days of dedicated work and if the person says oh I got to do this say you got Friday go do it on that day and give me Monday through Thursday I so think four full days not like five disjointed days exactly exactly and you know stuff comes up but I'm thinking 
there might be something to this. And yeah, if people have that one, you know, because a lot of us, you know, you want to take a weekend trip, you want to get away, um, you know, and you, you come in late Sunday night and you feel like you're not ready to go back to work Monday. You feel like you need a day. I have to have like an entire day of laundry and calendaring and meal prep and whatever. And if I don't get it, then, you know, I'm off that week and I'm probably not at my best. Um, so... I kind of like the idea of the four-day work week. So do I. I had a job. Of course, I was a ski guide, so a little bit of a different animal. But it was you worked four days a week, and then those uh, skiing as a ski guide, and then those three days off. You know what I did in my three days off? Skied some more. <laughs> uh, well, there's, there's, uh, John Combest. Check out the website, johncombest.com. He's a dude who works from home. He's got uh, johncombest.com. It's kind of like a drudge report. But it's for Missouri, and it's been out there for a while. If you're into Missouri politics, man, go and check it out. But he's also put something together called Stalking Harassment Internet. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. It will be dangerous for our own security and for the whole world. I regret today's decision by Russia to suspend its participation in the new START treaty. Russian President Vladimir Putin announcing that Russia is pulling back from the START treaty with the U.S. Basically, it reduces and limits each country's nuclear arsenal. I can't wait till Gary Nolan gets a hold, uh, hold of this. He's here at 9.06. Welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rather, 70 Bell, John Marsh, producer Hannah, John Combest, johncombest.com, Combest with a C. It's an aggregate for Missouri news, political in nature. Uh, but he also has a, a book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling. By the way, you know, in Washington, D.C., whenever they craft legislation, what do they do? Wasn't there just like the Pelosi Act or something? Yeah. Was that? <laughs> yeah. that one's good. Just beautiful. But they got to take the law and they craft it so that the words, and I think I'm the last one to the ball game here because it took me a while, but the book is called Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling. A guide to recovering and rebuilding after online attacks. And uh, this is not about calling a company and they'll clean up your Google search history, take stuff off um, like that. It's more kind of you and how you That's react right. and how you deal. How long did it take you to come up with stalking, harassment, internet trolling? How long did you sit there? No. <laughs> well, I wanted to and, and, and a little bit about how the sausage is made here. There's th Those of us in the room have a mutual friend who's really the only person that I reached out to and gave veto power over certain parts of the book. I, I asked for this person's blessing um, because some of the topics are one of the topics is a little bit close to home um, and she gave me great advice because I really leaned into the SH internet trolling uh, in the first draft. It really leaned into that because I'm an acronym guy. And she told me that this is, uh, you know, that, that it kind of undermined the seriousness of the topic. And I said, good point. So I, <laughs> that, that person, I think, is probably listening. So, so shout out to them. So one of the things we've been talking about is uh, kind of our personal reactions and how we deal because a yeah. lot of people and you see it all and I'm maybe one of those when it comes to social media milk toast reactionaries I see mm -hmm. stuff whatever I just I simply uh, don't care I don't have time to let it get in my way throughout the day mm -hmm. are there times when I should be getting onto the Twitter or be getting onto Facebook and say well BS you mm -hmm. yeah should I ever do that well here's and, and to be specific when I talk about it, it was my favorite chapter to write in the book is chapter 15 which again is I call clean up on the milk toast majority and when I say that I mean not 
the person being attacked is acting in a milquetoast manner. Mm-hmm. But the friends and family and acquaintances that you would expect to come to your side, the people that you would expect to be like producer Hannah and stand up for you, but most people don't because most people just let it slide. One of the things that, that we've talked about too is, and Steph and I talked about this, is a majority of people will just see it and feel a little bit awkward about it. Because when we look at online attacks, they make us uncomfortable. We kind of shift in our chair. We don't know what to say to somebody who's going through that rage machine. And in the book, we talk about you know reaching out to people who you see this going through. You don't have to take a public stand. You don't make have to post a Facebook soliloquy defending them, but just a text message, a direct message, letting them know that you're there. Should I just tweet harder? Yeah, definitely tweet harder. Yeah. And by the way, when we talked about an acronym, too, one of the new ones today that you can find on johncombest.com is Josh Hawley's got a, an act called the Mature Act. Oh. It stands for something. Oh, I'm sure it's media and... TikTok <laughs> unraveling. Reactionary TikTok <laughs> extravaganza. It might be what it is. Sorry, Tana Roach. No, I mean, that was that was the chapter that stood out to me and, and, you know, that really caught my attention. And you gave the initials of some people that you said, you know, hey, thanks to these folks who right. did reach out to me. And I thought, gosh, I think I have been part of the problem. I think I have been one of the bystanders. Um, like when I see something go wrong for somebody, not being that person that even if it's not, you know, a big Facebook post, if it's just that text like, hey, I saw this and, you know, you don't deserve it and, you know, whatever that is. Um, But I think it was a good reminder to all of us to, yeah, be there for other people who are experiencing these things. And I do think you're right. I think in times where I've seen that go down, it feels awkward. And then I feel like maybe I'm making it a bigger deal. Like if I mention the fact that, oh, I did see that on social media or whatever, then I'm then I'm emphasizing it. Yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. And and I had a conversation yesterday uh, with someone who's awesome, who's being torn up at this moment. By the rage machine, and we talked about a little bit about that milk toast majority and the people who might not reach out at that point. And there's an exercise in the book when you think about people, someone in your life who hasn't reached out to you. You know, they might, like we said, feel awkward about it. They might feel like they're making it worse by even bringing it up. Can you let go? of your desire and your unquenchable thirst to control their actions because you think that your friends are like toy soldiers that you should line up and fight on your behalf, but they're not. Um, so we found a mature the Mature Act. We did, and I hate to fact check you on your first visit here with Wake Up Men, Missouri, but we're big fans of fact checks, right? So the Mature Act is making age verification technology... Uniform, robust, and effective. That oh. that rolls off the tongue. That's great. Yeah, uh, but you got were, a real ring to but it. But we were kind of right because isn't that like you can't use social media if you're under a certain age? Yeah. I assume something like that. Which is another external solution to an internal problem. I'd point out. You were correct. The name is pretty stupid. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> is that part we said. You they were, should have made it four letters in a in a, in a bowel reference. You were correct in that reference. The uh, the title is called, and you guys have done a great job of profiling it: stalking, harassment, internet trolling. You make it very clear, John. You you this does not replace medical advice. I think absolutely that's very sure. very important to note. The, the internet trolling we've touched on quite a bit, and I've, I've listened to some of the interview. Um, we've been talking about the trolling. But the first two things in there go beyond trolling. One is stalking. One is harassment. 
have we seen cases, and I'm not asking you to name names of, of lawmakers or people you know that have been stalked and or harassed? Have yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, our friends in Jefferson City, uh, whether Democrat or Republican, have dealt with a lot of this. Um, and, you know, anybody, the idea is anybody who expresses a strong opinion publicly is going to deal with not only criticism, but then people who, who take it very personally. Um, yeah, I think it, if you ask around in Jefferson City, a lot of folks deal with this. You know, people that, because they disagree with someone ideologically, they'll set out to ruin a family or a marriage or a career. Yeah, they get uh, pretty uh, pretty harsh. By the way, I also uh, searched Mature Act, and I got Three ways to act more mature in daily surroundings. You should click on that link. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> no, so wh- the other thing I wanted to ask you, though, you've been posting your headlines for how many years now? 21, 21 and a half. And I think I've been reading the blog for at least 20 of those years, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was an early, an OG That's follower. Right. Uh, but um, something that has come to my attention, especially in the last couple of years, I know you've written about it, is the list of headlines covering Missouri politics seems to be getting shorter yeah. and shorter. And I know recently um, you kind of wrote, you know, that political journalism's not dead, but that obviously the Missouri Capitol Press Corps has shrunk dramatically. I mean, from someone who's watched it evolve over 20 years and watched those headlines dwindle, I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think the effect of that is? Well, boy, that is, we, we could probably talk for an, for an hour about that. Uh, you know, if you're a daily newspaper, it's probably hard to justify sending two or three reporters to the Capitol like you would have in 2001 or 2002. And also, if you look at what is the need to have a, to have more than one reporter from Springfield or Kansas City when you can have a generic reporter, like a version of the Associated Press, um, and you can pick up their story in your local newspaper and you can pay a nominal fee rather than paying to actually have someone there. And it comes down... Obviously, comes down to dollars and cents. That's what this is all about. Yeah, and it's sad, by the way. Oh, uh, well, of course, it's sad. Now, what it's the opportunity? And I wrote about this in the in the Missouri Times and back in 2021. Is it's given the opportunity for ideological groups, and whether you're progressive or you're conservative or libertarian, whatever, to manufacture your own content, present it as if it is straightforward news, syndicate it throughout the state. Um, you know, the, the folks at the Missouri Independent do a fantastic job of doing really good progressive content creation, syndicating it throughout the state, and pretty much every newspaper and website picks it up. Now, it has an ideological bent, of course, yep. but they use, they use folks that were, that for a long time, real newspaper reporters. All right. Do you have any friends that write for the Post-Dispatch? Uh, I, I, have, <laughs> I have I have acquaintances who who are there. Okay, because <laughs> people like Kurt Erickson, Jack Suntrup, who cover yeah. uh, they and the Associated Press. There, you talk about you have that one one or two people in that obvious bent, and we see it in yeah. the AP all the time. Our guest this morning, Wake Up Mid Missouri, John Combest, JohnCombest.com, in a book on dealing with internet trolls. John, your your comments about uh, some of this in Jefferson City took me back to a thing, and I can't remember was it like ten years ago. Who was the Democrat lobbyist that was harassing interns and people at the Capitol? Part of it was online. A lot of it was in person and all. I think they ended up putting a restraining order on him. I, You know, it, I, I don't mean to be glib here, but that, that could describe a few different instances, I think. Of, <laughs> and I'm not sure exactly what case that was. We might have to Google that one later. But maybe the person had the Google search results pushed down to the second page. Who knows? So what <laughs> made you decide to want to do that? Did something happen? Or why did you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this thing here? You know, I've, I've dealt with over a 
period of time, again, if you express any sort of opinion online, people are going to yeah. come after you. And I've dealt with some of this, you know, starting with anonymous attacks in yeah. 2005. Uh, I went through a really, really rough time in 2017 dealing with this firsthand um, really vicious attacks. And I've been writing this book in my head since that period of time uh, and didn't start putting pen to paper or writing it on a laptop until uh, 2021. But as somebody who's lived through it and seen the, the firsthand devastation, I knew that there was something better that could come out of it. Uh, so you're coming at that, you're talking from experience. Absolutely. And the book is not autobiographical, as we've talked about. I, the book is, you know, I, in the preface, I mentioned a little bit about my experience and, and really rock bottom for me. But I want, there's so many great autobiographies from political folks that are out now. Uh, and, and, and it's great to put yourself in their shoes sometimes and look at their lessons. But if you're going through the rage machine right now, you don't want to invest yourself in somebody else's life story. You want actionable steps of what to do right now. And I kind of along the, the, the same lines, I want to bring up a personal story that kind of is... This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Enjoy. Some of the things we didn't get a chance to get to on the uh, show today, we open up our little mini dorm room-sized refrigerators. We look in there and see what we have in the way of leftovers, and today it's not too shabby. It's another helping of John Combest, johncombest.com. Uh, Missouri stuff, man, so it's, it's, it's like the Drudge Report, and apparently that's a compliment. It's like, it's like the Drudge Report, except it's Missouri stuff. And, of course, the Drudge Report, man, they got famous the whole bill clinton monica lewins nobody knew what the the drudge report was until that and it was gosh it was the late 90s and it was kind of a thing you have taken that and perfected that for us missourians uh i would highly uh recommend you check this out stalking harassment internet trolling a guide to recovering and rebuilding after online attacks and this is not like hey you hire this company they'll clean up your your internet uh, uh history and do you know this this might be out of your purview but uh, I've heard you should never Google yourself. Yeah, it, so we talk, it's a very masochistic thing. Uh, so for some people who um, are into that, and I described it as, again, I had a conversation with somebody about this yesterday. When I was a kid in St. Louis, we used to go to the zoo every year. And this is, there's an analogy here about Google, but I'm deathly afraid I shouldn't reveal this on the air of tarantulas. Can't stand them. If there was one in the room, I would run away right now. And we would go to the insectarium at the zoo, and I knew there was a tarantula in the case, and I'd kind of look out the corner of my eye, and that's how people feel about Google. Because you kind of want to see what people are saying about you, but do you want to look in that mirror and see what the truth is? And I think some of it, too, is a little bit of the fear factor. We like to be afraid. We like to get yeah. on this roller coaster. It's How masochistic. Yeah. It, yeah, it scares yeah. Uh, the heck out of us. And I want to mention one of the things that you kind of um, highlighted is, you know, some of these things. Talk to friends about it or uh, be kind of open um, about it. And I've shared this story before with my friends here on the show and, and on on the air. For a lot of years, I was worried, like, somebody's going to uh, case net me and find, oh, my gosh, he got arrested for stealing a blimpy sandwich in Salt Lake City in 2013 <laughs> while he was drunk off his rear, or for whatever it was going to be. And I was petrified for years, for years. I was yeah. worried about that. Uh, and I got sober uh, almost two years, a year and a half ago, and got open about some of the things I'd done, the way I'd behaved, and put it out there in the open. I don't worry about that yeah. stuff. Uh anymore i stole because i stole a sandwich from blimpy at the airport in salt lake city one time but i'll tell you and this is weird this speaks to the times you know what freaks me out the most john somebody's going to get on youtube and find some of my very poor 
politically incorrect yeah. stand-up comedy. Oh, I can comedy. pull it up right now. <laughs> is, is that what you want to do? Do you want me to play audio? But that scares me more. Absolutely. And, you know, Brandon, we've, we've talked about this before, and I wrote about this in the Missouri Times at one point, which is you are not your Google results. And no matter what people think about big tech, big tech... Um, and giant air quotes there has done a great job of telling us you have an online identity. You have you are your Instagram, you are your Twitter, you are your Facebook. You are not your Google search results or your Instagram profile or your resume, and you are not whatever happened with a blimpy sandwich. You're your ability to make good decisions today. All right, John Combest, JohnCombest.com. Uh, anything else that you want? A fascinating conversation. We could preempt the Gary Nolan show and just stay out here for. <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate you guys having me. And this is the, you know, I've been around the political world. So I began volunteering in 1994, and I'm I'm really proud of the website and everything I've I've done with that. But this is by far the most meaningful thing that I've done in my career. Uh, this is, you know, this this means more in terms of helping people that are going through this. And by the way, it applies not just people who've been viciously attacked somehow on social media, but for friends and family who feel like they're a little bit too addicted to what people are saying about them on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. There's lessons in this book on that. So are you in your prime? Uh, I'm, in, I'm in my I'm in my twilight. I feel like I'm in my. What were, what were we saying about Biden earlier? Was it the defects? What was the age the of the defects? defects? Yeah. Yesterday, the reporter it was Martha Raddatz from ABC, and she asked Kamala Harris. Well, with Joe, they were talking about their poor, dismal approval ratings, and she says something to the effect, "Well, with Joe Biden and his age and his." Defects. <laughs> Age and other defects. Rude, right? Yeah. Because it's not just a weakness. It feels like you can overcome yeah, the weakness, right. but a defect feels like something inherently bad. It was born with you. It's in your bad. chromosomes. And that, yeah. It's in your DNA. I'm yeah. not going to say that Biden doesn't have some <laughs>